Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Our word for today is imitation, to imitate. We talked about this morning how to imitate is to, to find that there is something worth emulating in someone, and I want to follow that person, and so I imitate them. Imitation is a prominent topic in Scripture. But it only makes sense because imitation is a prominent part of all of our lives. What parent has not said, now, children, I want you to do what I tell you. I want you to do what I'm going to do. How about when you're trying to teach a child to say something? Say this, and you mouth the word, and the child is going to imitate what you have just done. So parents with their children use the concept of imitation all of the time. People who mentor others in certain fields or maybe all fields. Well, if you want to know how to do it, let's do it this way. Here's the way I do it. You do it this way. And most of the time, what they say is, you do it this way to learn how to do it. Then later, if you want to change it a little bit or add your own personality to it or your own talent, that's okay. But we use imitation to do that, right? And since we are connected here in this church to the Boy Scouts who use our facility and do a lot of work for us, by the way. What scout leader has not said on a hike, okay, you follow me. You do what I say to do. You don't just simply say, okay, scouts, see ya. Take off, go hiking. That just doesn't work that way. So for God to say, I don't know what that was. That wasn't me. But for God to say, I want you to follow. I want you to imitate. That's just a part of our lives. It's a part of everything that we do. Now, let's consider as we close out the day and the topic of imitation, notice how the Bible uses that term. How the Bible tells us to imitate. Ephesians 5 in verse 1. Dear children, be imitators of God. Well, I'm supposed to imitate God. I know that's tough. But I'm to be like him. That's what it's saying. How about this one? In, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and in verse 14, Paul referenced the Thessalonians and he said... I appreciate that you are imitators of the churches of God in Judea. For the same thing has happened to you from your own countrymen that happened to them from the Judeans. How that they killed the Lord Jesus and do not want us to teach what is true. The Thessalonians had been able to endure the persecution of others 
because they were imitating the churches who were in Judea. And so that imitation was able to work well. So we imitate God. We imitate churches. Think about that. Number three, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 in verse 6, Paul said again to them that you have imitated us and the Lord receiving the Spirit of the Holy, uh, receiving the Holy Spirit, following, imitating the Lord, as well as Paul and those who were teaching them. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, the writer says, Do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. Oh, we're supposed to look at people whose faith and patience have been on display. And through that faith and through that patience, the writer says, they inherit the promises of God. So I imitate them. The Hebrew writer says again in chapter 13 and verse 7, he said, Obey those who rule over you, who have taught you the good word of God, whose faith follow. That's that same word, imitate. Those who have instructed you, you think about your Bible class teachers that you have had in your lifetime who have taught you the Word of God. There's something about their faith that you have followed. Or anybody who has spoken to you the good Word of God, that's what the Hebrew writer was saying. Well, 3 John 11 sums it up for everybody. He says to his readers, do not become followers of what is evil, but imitate what is good. In other words, wherever we find something good, in whomever we find something good, we should imitate that. That's how, for instance, you can read a book from an author that you don't agree with spiritually. But you read that book and from it you pull out some things that are of value. You find good in the writing even if you don't find the person to be honorable all of the time. So wherever you find that which is good, in whomever you find it, John said, I want you to follow it. I want you to imitate it. But I'm particularly drawn to Paul, who at least four times said, I want you to imitate me. I want you to notice with me what Paul meant when he said, I want you to imitate me. There are some specific things that he mentions that we should imitate. He wanted the people to imitate him. Number one, he said, I want you to imitate my ways. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, starting at verse 14. 
I do not write these things to shame you. I write these things to warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere and in every church. Number one, Paul said, I want you to imitate my ways. My ways. That would be the direction of his life. That would be the manner of his life. There is much in Paul's life that we look at and we admire when you write down or think about the greatest people in Scripture. Paul's going to be on the list of most everybody. For the things that he did, what he wrote, what he said, there are great things. And Paul said, I want you to imitate my ways. Two, turn over to chapter 10, our text we've been using all year and starting in verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you give glory to God. Give no offense either to the Jews or the Gentiles or to the church of God. Just as I also please men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they might be saved. Then he says, imitate me. I want you to follow my focus. Paul said to his readers, I want you to imitate my focus. Paul, what are you focused on? What is it that consumes you when you're talking to people? He said, I want to please them, but more than that, I want to save them. So I will do whatever I need to do to save them and to make it a pleasing environment in which to teach them the gospel, which is why he would say in different times, I'll not eat this food if it'll hurt them because I want to have a chance to save them. I'll not go to this place if it'll hurt them because I want to have a chance to save them. What are you focused on? Are you an outwardly focused person or an inwardly focused person? Paul said, I want you to follow my focus. I want you to follow what I focus on. Number three, 2 Thessalonians Chapter 3, Paul writing there said, here's what I want you to follow now. I want you to follow my separating. Look at this, verse 6. We command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the traditions which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. Paul said, I want you to imitate my separating. In other words, there are some people 
that you need to make a distinction and say, no more. If that's how it's going to be, no more. Now, you have to combine this with what he said in 1 Corinthians 5 when he said, I'm saying this about a brother. I'm not saying this to people in the world because if I said this to people in the world, you'd have to leave the world. But he said to a brother in Christ, we cannot, as he said, allow a brother or sister in Christ who is living in open rebellion to the Lord to believe that I support that in any way. And Paul said, I want you to follow my separating because you need to separate from those people. But number four, he said in the same text through verse 9, I want you to follow this. We were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge. But we labored with toil night and day that we might not be a burden to you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you ought to follow us. Paul said, number four, I want you to imitate my effort. Imitate my effort, the way that I worked. Now, all of us, as I said, have been people who have asked others to imitate us in some form and in some way. I want to suggest to you, spiritually, that every one of us has an obligation to ask people to imitate us. Think about this. If you bring a friend to hear the gospel preached, they're imitating you by being there. And when they hear the gospel and they are involved in worship and they are seeing how we as a people live and work, they're doing what you do. How are they going to learn what is right and true? They're going to watch what you do. And so we are to be people who do that very thing. We are to be people who can say, I want you to follow our way. I want you to focus on the things that we focus. I want you to separate from the things that ought not to be there. And I want you to put in your effort. We should be people as children of God. And we should be a church whose ways and focus and separating and effort are above reproach. It doesn't mean perfect, but it means that it is built on the principles that are right and good, and we want people to follow. Paul said, imitate me. But we say, well, Paul's better than I am. Paul was a super Christian. Paul was really good at this thing. 
So when he said to imitate him, that's okay because he's really good. Am I really supposed to be able to do that? Well, I think we should. But there are some things that we have to do in order to be able to do what Paul did. Paul could say, imitate me, not because he was perfect, but because of these things that led people to desire to imitate him. For instance, you can ask somebody to imitate you spiritually, and we should, if we are willing to be honest about who we are. If you can be honest, and if I can be honest, then I can ask people to do that. I need to be honest about my past. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, Paul said, Formerly, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. We just completed a series of classes in the young adults. And as I've thought about it and been with them now for all of this time, that may be one of the best times that I've ever spent with people in Bible class. Because in that class, we were able to say, together we all have a past. And, and there are problems in my past. And, and we could, people could show and reveal, this is where I was. And be open and honest about it. Everybody has a past. And everybody's past has some not so beautiful things in it. The question is, what am I going to do with my past? Well, Paul was very upfront. Well, I, yeah, he had to be because most everybody knew him anyway. But he then had to live it down. Well, I need to be honest with my past. And I need to be able to take my past, whatever it is, all the unbeautiful parts, and, and use it to help somebody else in the same situation. They can imitate me, and they're more willing to do so. If I am honest about my past. But it's also important to be honest about my present. There may be no passage of Scripture that defines you and me better than Romans chapter 7, starting in verse 15. Think about this. What I am doing, I do not understand. And what I will to do, I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. If then I do 
what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Well, that's honest, isn't it? But isn't that you? It's me. How many times have you wanted to kick yourself? The old kick in the rear. Now, my, my legs won't do it anymore. I've tried. I get close. But how many times have you wanted to kick yourself? How many times have you been ashamed to look in a mirror? How many times have you wanted to stop someone who was praising you for being spiritually minded and you're thinking, I got to stop this person because this is who we are. But like Paul, if I will be honest with who I am, then people won't mind imitating me when I ask them. Because they're not going to expect me to be perfect. But they're going to expect me to help them be better. And isn't that what imitation is about? Trying to be better. Number two, when you ask people to imitate you, you can do it if you show them that you're not striking out on your own when you're doing this. Again, Paul said, I want you to know, I want you to understand, imitate me as I follow Christ. There it is. As I follow Christ. Don't imitate me when I say something bad about somebody. Don't imitate me when I fail to do something good that I know I need to do. Don't imitate me in my failures. But when I follow Christ, I want you to imitate me. Not because of me, but because of him. Because it seems to me that every one of us is adding to each other's image of who Jesus is. When we watch each other and we're around each other, you give me and I give you a little different view of who Jesus is 
Because through me, you see him this way. And through you, I see him working this way. And in that way, we together are not striking out on our own when we ask someone to come and imitate us. But finally, you and I can ask somebody to imitate us like Paul did. If they know that we are all in, we're all in. Paul said, I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. How is it that people, for instance, how did Jim Jones accomplish what he did in Guyana? Because he was all in. He wasn't having them do something that he didn't do. He was all in. How could those 900 people because they were sure that he was all in. And in how many different times in history can we go and find that negative thing that people were convinced to do because the leader or the leaders themselves were all in? But in that the same way, positively, how is it that we can create? How did, for instance, the United States of America founded upon the principles that it was a country unlike any other country ever to come on this planet? How did it happen? Because those men and women were all in, weren't they? They sacrificed everything they had to establish what they thought was the right way for a country to be. All in. Individually, we can ask people to imitate us. If I'm honest, and if they know I'm not striking out on my own, they'll know because they will see that I'm all in. I want you to think about that as a church. We should be a church that imitates good churches. We should be willing to listen to what other churches are doing that are good and powerful and helpful. And how can we be better as a church? Maybe we practice and bring and incorporate some things that they are doing. That's a way to imitate other churches. But we as a church, when people come to be a part, we want them to imitate us. This is the Richmond Church is who we are, and we want you to come go with us. Imitate us, get on board, and let's together make a difference. Some of the greatest ways to learn anything is imitating somebody else doing it. That's been the theme today.
I hope it reminds us that people are going to follow us. Let's make sure they're imitating Jesus in us. I hope it reminds us that all of us as a church need to make sure we're calling people to imitate us in a proper way. Tonight, if there's someone that wants to imitate Jesus better and you want our help to do it, we're here for you. Let's stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.